Right now on the Forbes and Fix show, we've got something special. It's, I'm going to call it a special YB5 as well. We're chatting to Tilly Lucky, who's 14 years old. She lives in the 15, UK. 15, please. And is, she turned 15 oh, last sorry, week. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, big deal. That is a huge <laughs> deal. I get it. She lives in the UK. She's an icon for amputees and people with any form of disability around the world because she's just doing amazing things. YouTube makeup tutorials, plays the piano, paints, does it all because you know what? You are actually, you've got a, you've got the ability. You've got a different ability. This is a cool story. Tilly, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be on. How is uh, how's everything your end? How's your exam prep going for school? Um, it's, it's, I mean, it's not too exciting. I'm just revising English language for a GCSE tomorrow. So, you know, <gasps> Ooh, fingers crossed. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry to take that time away from you. Wow. <laughs> it's all good. It's all us, good. Tell, tell us a little bit about, about where it began and just kind of your story um, from the get-go. Of course, so when I was born I was like completely fine, I was completely able-bodied and yeah everything was great, I was just born in my family, had an older sister at the time and there wasn't, there didn't really seem to be any signs that anything was going to happen um, but basically when I was 15 months old it basically happened like overnight, I got ill with this horrendous disease, it's called meningococcal septicemia strain B which is quite a mouthful but all you really need to know is that it's extremely fatal and I was really really small at the time so as soon as I got to the hospital I was basically told like I was gonna die this is the end my family were asked to come in and see me when they were shut my body down for the machine to keep me stable because they couldn't be certain my eyes would open again like it was that deep and I was given zero percent chance of survival but obviously I'm here today and it was after one week in intensive care three weeks in recovery a secondary infection and 10 blood transfusions that somehow I managed to survive against the odds and I'm I'm here today. Yay! Dude, that's it. Oh, <laughs> so, my. so incredible. I've got goosebumps, really. Yeah. Um, so tell me about <laughs> the journey from there. I mean, you, you then teamed up with an incredible organization who were making uh, prosthetic limbs and so on, and you've been sort of one of their pioneers and at the forefront of all the new things they've been trying. Um, what's been happening? Well, how does it all work? Sure, um, when I lost my hands, I was actually asked um, when I was going to get my amputations or my my, my mom was asked um, if I would be interested in prosthetics in the future because obviously me being one at the time, I couldn't really make that decision myself. Yeah. But she wanted me to have that kind of opportunity if I wanted to when I was older. So he amputated in a way that would be really easy for me to wear prosthetics. And as soon as I was able to stop wearing prosthetics, that's exactly what I went in to do. But it was around that time, I was like three, and there was really just nothing available out there at all. I was just given a glove hundreds of times and it was just like, I don't want a glove. I'm not trying to hide the fact I have no hands. I just want something that will help. And even when we had to fight to get the first myoelectric arm for me and I was actually the youngest person in the UK to get that because we were just denied so many times um, it basically like couldn't even open wide enough to hold a cup so it was at that point that I kind of made it my mission just to really mm. hustle and get something out there and I've been growing up around Preset Company of companies I've worked with so many different people and I'm currently working with a company based down in Bristol in the UK called Open Bionics and what I love about their Bionic arms is that 
they're kind of made to accentuate those differences. Yeah. Like they're not trying to cover it up. It's not a realistic looking arm. Like I've got some that are pink. They've got lights in them. I've got red ones, you know? And it's like, I just think personally, it's so much more fun for kids. And it's no longer just a medical device or something that people like look down upon, but it's more yeah. admired. And I love that so much. I, I, I mean, yeah, sorry, Fixie. I'm just, I'm, I'm just even thinking about what has the, the experience been um, from as a teenager going to school and 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 having no arms, and then all of a sudden now you've got these bionic arms. Like, what is the perception of just being your friends or people that just don't know you? Um, yeah, what has that experience been like? Um, well, I I always kind of felt like normal in myself. I always found like. Um, I kind of realized I was different when I would go to the park and stuff and then other kids could just get along and make friends whereas I kind of had to explain myself beforehand. Yeah. My friends mm. at school have always been really, really great. I always had a close group of friends and I basically just went into school. I didn't wear prosthetics for a large portion of my life because there was just nothing out there. We just had to wait for technology to improve. But whenever I did bring in, even my really realistic arms that couldn't really do much at school, I was like the most popular kid in the playground because it was just different and everybody was like really, really excited by it. And I like just wanted to hold my hand, which I felt was really cool. Yeah. But these were the prosthetics that were like, couldn't barely move. So I was kind of just wearing them I felt like the comfort for other people and I would wear them for fun. I enjoyed wearing them, but as soon as it came to something like practical that I needed to do, they would be off because I couldn't physically do it with them. And yeah. I was more independent without, if you know what I mean. So everyone's always been really excited for it. It's just kind of finding a prosthetic device and letting technology get to the point where it can actually help me rather yeah. than hold me back. Because I, I saw somewhere you were saying you, you weren't really a fan of the, the more realistic looking ones. Um, and then, I mean, you had the, the people who did Alita's Battle Angel, the movie. They did sort of a set of arms for you based on the film. And um, do, you, do you have like a favorite pair? How, how capable or how mobile are you? Um, what can be done now with that kind of technology? Well, I think definitely my favorite pair has got to be the ones based off of the Alita movie. Oh, so I kind of, cool. <laughs> I got to attend the premiere as well, and I'm so grateful to James Cameron and 20th Century Fox for like wow. they funded them and created them for me specifically for me. So I like I'm so grateful for them for that, and it was an incredible experience. And I don't know, it's just being able to sit and watch a movie like that where somebody who is got like a differently able body is like the main character and cool and like the strong amazing independent woman it yeah. really motivated me and i love it so much i've got like the dvd i've got the bionic arms and i always just like i was at the premiere and as soon as the credits started rolling like everybody was kind of looking at me in the room like oh my gosh she's got the real ones and i was like hell yeah and i loved it so much so they're definitely my favorite pair and they're a lot better than they used to be as well just like the grips you can do different grip modes so you can do a pinch if you want to hold smaller things it's not just like open and close yeah. i can do like a grasp a thumbs up shake people by the hand and that's something that i wasn't able to do before oh, that's incredible wow. how fast these things have come on i mean you've obviously been at the forefront of talking especially in the uk about this kind of thing and about different able bodies um have you sort of noticed a change are people becoming a little more aware do you feel like it's something the world is getting better at because i mean unfortunately like so many other things in the world like mental health for example these aren't always things that many people pay attention to yeah 100 percent. i feel like it, there's still definitely a lot of just like not fully inclusivity in the world it's still kind of 
it's sad to say but there's still kind of it seems like a barrier between disabled people and able-bodied people and it shouldn't be that way and I do feel like the world's getting better at that it's definitely becoming a lot more inclusive um, we had Black Lives Matter and you see in plus size models yes. everywhere so I feel yeah. like it's definitely getting better although I do wish there was something like that available for the disabled community because there's just simply not enough activists for it because it is such a large minority there's not really a lot of people yeah. um, compared to able-bodied people obviously um, but I do think it's getting better and yeah I'm just gonna keep striving towards that and I feel like ultimately we just need to see it a lot more it needs to be yes. normalized like you don't see people with disabilities in like movies as much you don't see them well, on the TV yeah. screens and mm. yeah I just feel like that's what we need to change and get all the differently able-bodied people like on the cover of the Vogue magazines because the medical devices and the bionic arms are actually really fashionable and I yes. look at them like a kind of fashion accessory like a new pair of shoes or a handbag um, and of course they help you as well so it's like I feel like they should be on all the catwalks. I, I, I completely agree I'm with you. And I love what you're saying, the one word you said, inclusion, and that's exactly what we need to do, um, particularly also in South Africa. And so awesome that you're speaking at the Singularity Summit that's coming up. Um, it's coming up on the 14th and 15th of October. This is Wednesday and Thursday, am I correct? Yes. Yeah, yeah, which is going to be super, super awesome because you advocate, you use your voice um, for, ch for children with different abilities. Is it, what can people expect, by the way, for this talk this week? Um, well, it's going to be very, very motivational. Um, I don't even try to be motivational, to be honest. I'm just speaking exactly just like what. I'm just <laughs> trying to. Just I'm be, just girl. like. I'm just vocalizing what changes need to happen in the world because a lot of people are just like they just they're not aware of it. So I feel like mm. definitely, definitely tune in, like educate yourselves on some of the issues that still are in the world. And together, I feel like hopefully soon we'll be able to sort it out. And I just feel like the world will be such a bright place the time you can walk down the street and not be judged or not be put down but actually admired for your differences that's yes. the dream basically for me so can yeah it's gonna be Tilly great on, can we get Tilly on Vogue magazine yes can please you, can we do an <laughs> yay <laughs> I'd love to see you on the Vogue all, all of thank them. you we'll share some details on the Singularity Summit if you want to catch it later on in the week and watch Tilly talk um, I wanted to ask you've got so many exciting things going on as well I mean you know, you're talking about having this talk to do on Wednesday. Between now and then, you have an exam to write tomorrow. Um, and then you've got a new TV show coming up that you're hosting. Like, there's so many exciting things, dude. Yeah, I've got, I guess you could say, um, my bionic fingers and a lot of pies at the moment. <laughs> because I'm, yeah, I'm just having a lot of fun. Like, I have my social media accounts, obviously. I'm always doing that and keeping that up. Um, I started a new kind of presenting jobs and stuff so that'll be fun I'll see how that goes I'm still like doing all my motivational speaking want to get back to that as soon as the world allows me to travel yes. safely of course so yeah there's a lot going on and then of course school as well but <laughs> well, well. silly you can you can, you are always welcome to come and co-host on the Forbes and yes, Fix. Yes, so we'll anytime you want. Forbes Fix and Tilly. Oh, thank you. You have a link now. You can use it whenever you want. Listen, if you want to go and follow her, the Singularity Summit is this week. I'll put some details up on the social media. Uh, she is on Twitter at, and how great is this, give Tilly a hand, which is amazing. Oh, yay. <laughs> uh, Tilly, thank you so much for hanging out with us. We really, really appreciate it. All the best for the exam tomorrow and good luck for the talk later in the week. Thank you so much. It's lovely talking to you. Absolute pleasure. That's Tilly Lockie. She's an inspiration. Lovely to have her on the show. Young Blood 5. Saluting champions who are making a difference. Young Blood 5.